0: Philip Hergovich says his countryman Alan Babich is not on his level and he needs a lot more wins before he's qualified, I guess you could say, to face him. Now the two have been going back and forth in the media, so I'm going to give you a couple quotes from the pair of them. First of all, Babich, he said, quote, I really dislike him and I want to shut his mouth because he's a bully. He was born with a silver spoon, so I didn't expect him to appreciate me, end quote. And that was Alan Babic talking recently to Sky Sports. Then, Hergovic said the following quote, Babic is not on my level. He struggled to become the amateur champion of Croatia. His behavior is disrespectful. He needs to win a lot more fights. My message for him, stay busy, go to the gym, work on your technique, because if you continue like this, you will never even get the chance to talk to me. End quote. So... Philip Hergovic is kind of behaving like, I don't know, one of those heels in wrestling. (laughs) Well, you can't even talk to me. You got to talk to the hand or something. You can't can't talk to the face. He doesn't seem to rate Alan Babich. He thinks that Babich is not on his level and needs a lot more fights before he can even entertain the possibility of fighting him. And to be honest with you, at this stage, it's hard to argue against what Philip Hergovic is saying in terms of Babich not being on his level. Certainly Babich didn't achieve anywhere near what Hergovich achieved in the amateurs. And as a professional, Hergovich has had more fights and he's fought the likes of Eric Molina. I mean, look, he hasn't been fighting at a very high level, but he has fought the likes of Eric Molina. He's already beaten Tom Little. So he's definitely ahead of where Babich is at the moment. And Hergovich is looking now to challenge in the top 10 of the heavyweight division. So... Babich definitely has a lot of catching up to do, but that doesn't mean he can't do it. He's undersized, yes, and it was interesting to see his manager, Dylan White, on Sky Sports saying that even he has told Babich that he really should step down to cruiserweight, maybe win world titles there and step up to heavyweight afterwards. But Babich is his own man. Apparently, he wants to do it his own way. He's not interested in Winning a cruiserweight title, at least not at the moment. He wants to go for the big boys at heavyweight. He's not at all perturbed by the fact that he's very, very small. In fact, he's not even a big cruiserweight. If you think about the fact that Babich weighed in under 200 pounds for his last fight against now Kennedy, heavyweights don't have to make weight. They don't have to drain themselves for the weigh-in. So it's more than reasonable to assume that Alan Babich walks around at under 200 pounds or he was walking around under 200 pounds for that particular fight, you know, in training camp. So this is a guy who's not even a particularly big cruiserweight. There are plenty of cruiserweights out there who struggle to make the 200-pound limit, and they walk around way over 200 pounds, 210, 220, and they still look in shape at that weight. So Babic is not even a big cruiserweight. He's, I guess, a medium-sized cruiserweight, maybe. Let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Hergovic, Turning his nose up, I guess you could say. Alan Babich saying he's not on my level, needs to win a lot more fights. I mean, we do hear this a lot from fighters. Oh, he can't fight me, he needs to win this fight, he needs to win that fight. Like Amir Khan. But in the case of Khan, he really didn't want no smoke with Kelbrook But with Hergovic, are we really to believe that this guy who's been a top-level international amateur for so many years, who's faced so many different top fighters in different styles, are we really to believe that this guy is intimidated by Alan Babbage? You never know, but I doubt it. But give me your take in the comments below. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights?
1: Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Moving away from the much talked about heavyweight scene, um, supposedly next year Manny Pacquiao is going to fight Conor McGregor. <laughs> it's madness, isn't it? What do you think?
2: Well, the, the, the same as what I think about um, Floyd Mayweather fighting, is it KSI or is he fighting Logan Paul? Logan Paul.
1: Logan, Paul. Logan Paul.
2: Logan Paul is he fighting the other one? No, he's fighting no Logan Paul. Paul, apparently. So I think exactly the same. That's what I think about Mayweather and, um, hang on. Yeah, Mayweather, Logan Paul. I feel the same about Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor.
1: Do you not, have you not read what I've said already? Yeah, I know, but slightly different, isn't it? Why
2: is it?
1: Well, because Manny Pacquiao's still fighting, like, a top combat sports star. Not, Not in boxing, necessarily, but he's still fighting Conor McGregor, but...
2: Yeah, but Conor McGregor can't
1: box. He's
2: not a boxer. <laughs> we saw that against Mayweather. Conor McGregor cannot box. He cannot box. He's not a boxer. I can't, I, well, I can cage fight because I used to do a bit uh, back in the day. You know, I can have a little roll around Coogan, you know. Yeah, oh, no, you like, I know you can. Forget me. And I always think a boxer's got more chance in a cage than a cage fighter's got than, uh, in, a, in a boxing ring. Just because imagine putting Floyd Mayweather in a, in a cage with, with Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor McGregor's going to beat him. It's going, going to get him on the floor. If he gets him on the floor, he's going to get a hold of him and, and uh, mash him up. But Mayweather's got a chance there to sit back behind his jab, move, and then try and catch him on the way in. Or just try and keep him at distance and knock him out with a little gloves, which is, which is very likely. To, that could happen. You could say there's a big chance of Mayweather knocking out Conor McGregor in the cage. Am I right? Do you agree with that? Or am I in Cookleyland? Mayweather's got a chance at knocking out Conor McGregor. But a cage fighter in a boxing ring, they're not boxers. They can throw punches, but they can't throw boxing punches. So it's an exhibition. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to write it off too much, because it's going to end up on one of these pay-per-views. It's going to, it's going to end up- You're going to comment on it. On, right, listen. I was there for the first one, Floyd Mayweather and, and Conor McGregor, the first one. And it was very entertaining and I really enjoyed it. Um, but it was like an exhibition and, these are both the same. Manny Pacquiao against Conor McGregor to me is an exhibition. All right, it's, a, it's, a, it's just an entertain. It's like wrestling. It's not real. It's not proper boxing. And the same goes for same goes for Floyd Mayweather against um, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Exactly the same. It's an exhibition. Any any real boxing person that tells you that they're taking that fight seriously, they're not. They're lying. The line. You can't, listen, just have a look at, just, just rewind it and go and have a look at it. I was going to say rewind the tape then, but we had to have tape for a few years, have we? Just have a look at the, the Floyd Mayweather. Con- Watch Connor McGregor fight in the cage. He's a proper fighter, proper tough bastard, real hard fucker. Gets stuck in, takes his licks, rolls on the floor, blowing out his arse. He's knackered, he's getting hit, his eyes swelled up. He's got someone in a headlock for four minutes. It's fucking really, really hard, really physical and brutal. Such a tough sport. But watch him in a boxing ring. I know he's in against the best, one of the best ever, one of the all-time, greatest of all times in, in Floyd Mayweather. But just have a look at the way in which his feet are. Have a look at the way in which he, he throws punches and transfers his weight across and the way in which he throws his jab and his right hand and where his chin is and how he's stood and everything he does in the boxing ring is wrong. He cannot box. He can't box. Conor McGregor is not a boxer. He's not a boxer fighter in that ring, in that boxing ring, is nothing. He's like me on a football pitch. Absolutely useless. You know what I mean? And that's not being hard. He knows it. But it's all about the, it's all about the buns. <laughs> it's all about the buns. Entertainment. It'd be a good entertaining fight. That's all it'll be. Manny Pacquiao will run rings round him. It'll be easy, it'll be easy. And do you give Logan do you give Logan Paul a chance against Mayweather? How much bigger is he than Mayweather?
1: Quite a bit, I think.
2: Yeah, he is, isn't it? See, you have to look at that weight. You have to look at, and Mayweather's been out of the ring now quite a bit, you know. But no, I'm not giving him a, I'm not giving him a chance now. I'm not going to say all that. I'm not going to say all that about people that can't bark and they give him a chance against Mayweather. But Mayweather's been out of the ring a couple of years now, and he's a lot smaller so you
1: know who knows no I
2: don't give him t- I don't give him a chance no but, I don't. but listen I don't good luck, luck to him anyway
1: good luck to him yeah them.
2: To, to. but it's it's, it's, real ent- it's going to be really entertaining the build up's going to be good fun and I think they'll put on a good show and that's what it is like I said at the very start of it it's an exhibition I loved uh, what's his name I love Carlos Salen's analogy of uh, a good run it this part. yeah he's good that's all, um,
1: that's all I want to say on <laughs> Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.
3: now running through everybody he's the British middleweight champion he's the world mandatory for the middleweight title and he defends his middleweight title against his mandatory Andrew Robinson on Saturday night also on the show and we're gonna be speaking to them very shortly it's a fight that's caught the public's imagination a little bit Nathan Gorman against Richard Larty it's a Commonwealth heavyweight championship eliminator and we'll be hearing from them guys very shortly Commonwealth Super Welterweight title on the line, J.J. Metcalf, 21-0 from Liverpool. He takes on former English champion Jack <coughs> Flatley, and also on the show, Willie Hutchinson. He's making his way down to super middleweight. He's looking to make a bit of a statement. He takes on Jose Manuel Fandina. Mark Chamberlain kicks off the show. He's a, he's a lightweight from Portsmouth. He's running through absolutely everybody. And he's got a bit of a test. He takes on Sean Cooper. You might rem- remember him from having upset Boy Jones Jr. around a year and a half ago. So it's a hell of a show. It's BT Sport this Saturday, and uh, we're looking forward to you guys all tuning in. Let's talk to the fighters, and I'm going to start with Richard Larty now. Richard, yeah? we all remember you from the Daniel Dubois fight. You came over on the Friday for the weigh-in. You fought on the Saturday. You are on the plane home on the Sunday. And it was, it was a whirlwind. How has your preparation been for this fight on Saturday against Nathan Gorman?
4: Yeah, my preparation for this fight has been massive. And I thank God, uh, by his grace, we've landed here in the UK to do the necessary stuff that we need to do. So I give all the spectators, viewers out there, I'll help you to come to watch in your numbers. Because we know, by the grace of God, everything is going to be fine. And I thank Frank Warren for giving me this opportunity to fight Gorman. Because it's not me, it's God, and all the fans out there are looking for this fight. You can read it from the, from the YouTube under Omapa with uh, Dubois. People, uh, people out the UK, outside UK, want this fight to happen. So I thank them. This fight has come to manifestation, and we are we are about to come on Saturday night with a great show.
3: From what we saw from you before against Daniel Dubois, it was really, it was a fire fight. There, there was 10 seconds in that fight where it was just bombs away and you were swinging. What can we expect from
4: Richard Larty on Saturday? Okay, Richard Larty, as you know, as my normal staff, and we got, we, I got a new team here. who They prepared me well for this fight. So I think on that evening night, something different must happen.
3: What do you think of Nathan Gorman, your opponent on Saturday?
4: Yeah, boxing, you do have to respect your opponent as well. So, I know about Gorman and all, he also know about me. So, you just have to do it in the ring. And what's the prediction then? Prediction for now, the ring decides. <laughs>
3: I'll ask you one more question, Richard. At the end of that fight with Daniel Dubois, you were, you were shouting, you didn't look happy, you were, you were complaining. It looked like you weren't really pleased with the way that that fight ended. Is there part of you that wants to get Daniel Dubois back in the ring and get your revenge?
4: Yeah, probably. But, you know, boxing, judges and referees are always there. But with a, with, with a, uh, uh, with a loss given to us at a, pre- at a press conference with Mafa, with Danny Dubois, the judgment that the referee gave, I wasn't happy about it. Because the reason why, because I know what I'm about to do. Because I if I felt... And the count didn't go well as it was stated, in, it was stated at a press conference. by that's boxing. He yeah, has already confirmed him, so I don't have anything to do. But I wasn't pleased with, the, with, with, with how the referee stopped the fight. You understand? I, I felt so bad about it because I felt but People go down and they still come to box. People go down. And Anthony Joshua go down. The referee counted him several. He was given a chance to fight again. You understand? So boxing doesn't go. When you go down, that doesn't mean you lose. But you He didn't count it at the moment he stopped the fight. I was displeased by, that, by, that, by, that, by his decision. By his boxing, you got nothing to do about it. You understand? I got, I got nothing to do about it because the, 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 uh, this thing. the verdict, been, he, he has given the verdict already so I, didn't, I don't have to do anything. I just have to respect myself and be the person I am just so that everything will go accordingly. So, I was displeased if I said I was okay with, that, with, that, with his verdict, that is given. I wasn't. It was very bad for me. You understand? Yeah. Thank you.
3: Well, it's, it's, good, it's good to have you back, and we're, we're looking forward to it on Saturday. Uh, Nathan Gorman, it's been a while, mate.
5: Yeah, it's definitely been a while, dude. <laughs> it's been a while. 16 Te- months, I think, or 14 months, yeah. something like that.
3: Well, tell me, heading into that um, that Daniel Dubois fight, ha- how is the Nathan Gorman that we're going to see on Saturday different to that Nathan Gorman 16 months ago?
5: Uh, very different. Um, Most of you know I've got a new team around me. I've changed a lot of things up, and I'm, I'm also very happy in myself, which is a good thing. And I'm just looking forward to getting back in the ring uh, Saturday night. Like I said, it's been 14, 16 months out of the ring. It's been a long time, but obviously no, fo- no fault due to me own with what's going on and things. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back Saturday, and I'm in for a good fight with Richard Lightly. so it's, it's good.
3: And Heading into that Dubois fight, I, I think you weren't really vocal about it at the time, but there was a lot going on in your life, and maybe 9 out of 10 fighters would have pulled out of that fight. You went ahead with it. How's your preparation this time?
5: Yeah, preparation's gone really well, Dev. Like I said, what, what's happened in the past is in the past now. You know, I can't. There's no point in crying over spilt milk. What's gone, it's gone. I've been beat. I got beat by Daniel that night. The bare man won on the night, and we're here today. Hopefully, I'm uh, here to correct what went wrong on Saturday night and push on, push on forward. Then after that.
3: Well, let's let's talk about this fight then. I mean, if, after a fighter takes a loss, sometimes they ease themselves back yeah. in, eight rounder, maybe a six rounder. You've gone right in in the deep end with Richard Larty. Yeah.
5: Why? Well, I want to be involved in good fights. I want to be involved in exciting fights. Like you said, I could have easily took a six eight rounder against someone no one knows of. What's the point in that? For do do the business on Saturday night against Richard Larty, then I can push on them for titles. Like you said, it's a Commonwealth title eliminator. I'd imagine the winner of Joyce and DeWow vacate that. So I could, there's, there's another another big fight there for me. But obviously, first and foremost, I just got to win on Saturday night first.
3: In terms of studying Richard Larty, I assume either, either yourself or your team has, is it just a case of looking at that Dubois fight, or have you managed to find some rare tape
5: elsewhere? I, I don't really watch much, much of my opponents, to be fair. me, 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 me trainers and I to do all that, but I have come across the war warrior with Daniel. Obviously, I think everyone in this room has. It was an exciting fight to watch, so I think the people are in for a good treat on Saturday night.
3: And how does that treat end up? What's going to happen in there on Saturday night?
5: Uh, God will and Nathan <laughs> Gorman win.
3: Right, well, look, While I've got you, it would be remiss of me to not get your prediction on uh, another big fight that's just been announced. It's going to be on BT Sport. Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce, you've shared the, shared the ring with them for countless rounds, that's amateur right. and pro. Mm-hmm. How does that go? It's a,
5: it's, it's a very, very tough fight, trust me. Um, a lot of people are writing Joe off. Um, listen, if Daniel hits him, it's, it's going to be over. But on the other hand, if Joyce hits him, it's, it's, it's generally the case who lands first in this fight. Under six, I think you're going to favour Daniel with the explosiveness and that. But over six, with Joyce's engine and his, his toughness, and he can punch. He can punch very hard, but no, he, he can punch very hard, but continuously. So it would be interesting to see what happens over six rounds.
3: We look forward to it, and we look forward to having you back, Nathan. It's good to see you Thanks, on Steph. Saturday night. We'll do a little face-off at the end, mask on. Okay. Um, now let's get on to the main event. So. Liam Williams is defending his British middleweight title against Andrew Robinson, mandatory challenger. Andrew, I'll come to you first. In the build up to this fight, there's been a lot of talk about Liam Williams and Demetrius Andrade. Obviously, he's the mandatory for that world title. He's tweeting Charlo. There's videos out where Liam Williams is saying what he'd do to Chris Eubank. (coughs) It seems like you're not being spoken about. Are you being overlooked?
6: Sorry about that. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, this is boxing. I don't really care to be honest. It just don't really bother me. I'm just an easy guy. I've said that before, and I say it again. You know what I mean? God willing, I'm here today. So it's just I'm living my dream in a minute. So what they say, I don't really get involved to be honest. It's it's nothing to do with me, is it? <laughs> have you been watching Liam's sort of rise through the middleweight ranks?
3: He's knocked down. Yeah, I'm a,
6: yeah I've always been a fan of Liam Williams. I think he's a world-class fighter. You know, he's he's an excellent fighter, and you know, I love the way he fights. And for me to f- be in the ring with him, is just like wow, absolutely buzzing, absolutely buzzing, buzzing. It's like a dream come true for me to fight. You know, one of the best fighters in the world.
3: Well, how do you plan on beating him?
6: We we'll have to see Saturday night. Hopefully God can, can be, be behind me like he did when I went to Poland and beat a guy he fought to, and you know, he never lost in 13 years. I had God behind me that night and um, hopefully God can be with me on Saturday night.
3: Was there ever any hesitation when this fight was put to you? Because there was a lot of speculation that Liam would vacate his British title and, yeah. and move on. He didn't, he's still got it yeah. and he's fighting you now. When you heard he's holding on to it, yeah. was there any, maybe I won't take that fight, maybe I'll, I'll wait?
6: No, because I'm a guy, you know, I, I've always said I'll fight anybody, you know, I'll fight anybody in the world. And for me to be fighting number one in the world, it's just ecstatic for me. Because I love boxing, I love fighting, and, and for me to fight like the best in the world, it's just, I'm just ecstatic and over the moon. I'm just so excited, I just can't wait.
3: <laughs> what would
6: a win do for your career? Well, I'd be fighting for a world title, wouldn't I? Andrew to fight a world title, <laughs> a point for nothing. It's just like, wow, man. So, God willing, man. <coughs> it's just so exciting. You, you, you make me more excited. me make, make, make me think like that. You do seem excited. I am. It's just excited. like, wow. I'm, I'm here on a big stage yet again. I've been here before. I've got plenty of experience and I'm fighting a, a world-class opponent. What else can you want for a fighter, as a fighter? Well, that's it. Well, let's, let's talk to that world-class opponent. Oh, sorry, can I also say thank you to um, my trainer, Malcolm Malvin? He's put nothing but 120% into me, day in, day out. He's like a father to me, and um, I can't thank him enough.
3: Big thanks to the trainer. Big shout-out to the trainer.
6: Malcolm Malvin. Liam
3: Williams, now. There's a there's a feeling because you, you're tweeting a, a new fighter every day. There's videos of you saying what you do to various fighters. Um, a lot of people are referring to you as the angriest man in boxing. Is that fair? Yes,
7: uh, I wouldn't really say that is fair to say. You know, I don't really care what people say, but I, when I'm in the ring, I have got that nastiness about me, and I've got a, you know, I've got a short feels and whatnot. But day to day, I would class myself as a Pretty late, not, not laid back, but just just a steady living guy, do you know what I mean? So. Just a
3: steady guy. Well, look, your, your last four fights at middleweight, I, I remember in particular the, the fight with Karim Ashore where he turned up to the weigh-in late and you had to do a face-off, and you were standing next to me and you were saying, make sure, make sure he faces off with me. You had your face-off and you ended up being pulled apart. You got right, right up to him. Um, so when you've got Andrew Robinson here, Talking about what a great fighter you are and sort of bigging you up, how are you going to get yourself up to, you know, to do the business?
7: To be honest with you, Dave, it doesn't matter to me what anybody says or anybody does. I'm coming, you know, Saturday. I always bring, I always bring excitement. I'm, I'm ready. Believe me, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm be coming firing on all, all cylinders on Saturday night, 100%. Well,
3: let's talk. Um, let's talk briefly about your situation. You are the mandatory for Demetrius Andrade. I keep hearing Andrade. No one wants to fight him. He's the boogeyman. However, I never hear him say your name. Doesn't that make you the
7: boogeyman? <coughs> yeah, he's he's full of shite and he's he keeps saying he's the boogeyman and this, that, the other. Um, I'm actually chasing the fight with him, and he's you know he's not taking the fight, so you know, make your own decisions and make your own mind up. But uh, for me, you can't call yourself the, the bogeyman if, you know, if you're know turning down fights with your mandatory challenger.
8: How do
3: you see that situation playing out? Will he fight you? Will he vacate?
7: I don't really care, to be honest, too, as long as I get my chance and, and I fight for that world title. Um, yeah, I couldn't care less. But personally, I don't really think he's going to take it. I think he would probably uh, vacate and... I'll end up fighting the likes of Mungia maybe.
3: Hell of a fight, that, you and Mungia. Yes,
7: uh, it's got blood and guts written all over it, isn't it?
3: <laughs> it certainly has, but it's not Mungia on Saturday night, it's Andrew Robinson. I've got to ask you, because everyone's talking about even now we're talking about Andrade, you know, BT Sport Boxing Show, we're asking you about Eubank, you just talked about Mungia. This is the man on Saturday night. How do you keep focused on him when everyone's talking about everyone but him?
7: Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I've said in numerous interviews that people keep asking me about Andrade and Eubank and these other fighters. And, you know, I'll talk about them, but they ain't my focus right now. My focus is fully on Andrew Robinson. And um, I've got a job to do Saturday night, and I'm going to go and do it.
3: There was an interview earlier on in the week, um, and you were asked about Saturday night. You said the referee is going to have to keep a close
7: eye on it. Why is that? Because as I've said a number of times I've come with bad intentions and you know I'm, I'm not letting anything step in my way. No slip-ups, no nothings. So um, yeah, I'm going to be on the ball and the ref needs to be on the ball as well because somebody could be getting hurt. Final prediction Liam? Just just me walking away with um, with a win Saturday night. Um, I believe I'm going to take his heart. And I'm gonna come back and take his gold teeth afterwards, and weigh him in and give myself a nice little bonus.
6: <laughs> Liam you know Williams what? is threatening to that's take the That's room. exactly what Damien John said to me. He says, "I'm gonna break your gold teeth and take your, you your teeth." I don't want to
7: break them. I want to keep them whole. That's what he
6: says. Yes, he, he says. I want to keep them full. <laughs> I tell you what. If I win, I can't buy a set <laughs>
7: in happening Sweet, man.
6: Let's
3: go. Well, that's a picture I'd like to see. Liam Williams with a grill. Some gold teeth. I'm sure we'd all like to see that. Well, we'll do the face-offs very shortly. Um, Saturday night, we are live on BT Sport 1 from 7 o'clock. Main event, of course, you've just heard from them Liam Williams against his mandatory challenger Andrew Robinson and his gold teeth. And we've got heavyweight action with Nathan Gorman and Richard Larty, as well as a a jam packed undercard. We'll do the face offs now. Uh, We'll go first with Gorman and Larty.
4: I will you.
6: Thank
9: you, Thank you.
0: <coughs> <job>.
5: Saturday
7: saying yeah yeah the front guys front hey guys
1: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free impartial advice on all your debt.
9: Andrew McCart, IFL TV, an association with MTK Global. Always delighted to be joined by my American friend, Ray Savage Ford. What's happening, brother? You good?
8: I'm good, man. How you been?
9: Yeah, best I can be considering what's going on, man. At least the shows are starting to come back, which is good to see, stateside and in the UK. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. How's you?
8: Oh, great. Just getting ready for this fight now. And... uh... Yeah, everything name being great,
9: though. Good stuff, man. Well, let's talk about your fight. You're your, your fighting... Um, he's, he's got a good winning record, 12-6. and six. You know what I mean? Luna, Dominican-Republican fighter. Um, again, you've just had a fight a few weeks back. You're out again, which is a good turn, good, quick turnaround, which is good to see. Yeah. Um, just talk about... Gonna... In fact, he's fought T, uh, Tevin Farmer before in the past, hasn't he? So, he's, he, this is a good step-up fight for you.
8: Yeah. He fought Tevin, he fought Chris Diaz, he fought um, Toka Khan. He fought one of my other teammates, Evar. So, he fought, uh, he, the only people that he lost to was really um, good good fighters and world champions and, or guys who only wait to a world championship. So, it's definitely going to be a good step up fight. And I know he's going to come bring it. So, I'm excited.
9: See, see in your last fight, because I was watching that after your last, last fight, i seen some posts from Twitter and Instagram and stuff, but were people giving you sort of some sort of backlash on how you fought that fight last time in terms of your your, your your boxing rather than trying to knock the guy out?
8: Yeah. It definitely was getting a lot of backlash. But uh I mean we're gonna we're gonna come see. Uh come November seventh, we're gonna see how I really am. I feel like I'm gonna be able to showcase my skills a whole lot more. Um the last guy that I fought he didn't want to commit to anything. He didn't want to, he didn't really want to fight. You could tell he was just there to survive and uh, just sit back and try to counter. So um, I had to be cautious and smart in there or I was going to end up running into something, some dumb shots. And you know me, I don't really like getting hit. Like I'm a defense uh, first type of fighter. So uh, him being cautious and falling back, it just made me uh, just stay on the outside and I'm just win regardless. That's all it is about for me. is just getting the W. So, but this fight coming up, I know it's gonna be a lot more excitement going on. So, I'm excited for it.
9: That's the thing, Rick. You need. I think I've said this to you before in the past, and and past interviews with ourselves is you need somebody with the same ambition as you to open up a little bit more rather than just turtle yeah. up, block shot. You need somebody. Yeah. Like, I think this this uh this fight. what's was his name? Luna, I believe his name is.
8: Yeah, Angel yeah. Luna.
9: Yeah, do you think uh? Do you think he's going to come and bring it like the way you need them to in terms that you can open up and maybe hurt him a few shots?
8: Yeah, that's why I'm so excited about it because I know for a fact he's going to come like from round, run, round one, he's going to try to get up on me like rushing type stuff. Like I've seen a few of his fights and he did the same thing every fight, just try to pressure, pressure, pressure. So he's definitely going to be there for everything that I throw. And I feel like the shots that I'm going to hit him with, it's gonna be. It's, it's, I feel like it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be real bad.
9: But. Can we see a knockout, Ray?
8: I feel like. It, I think it's gonna be a knockout for sure. Yeah. Good. I'm a better yeah. man,
9: Ray. I'm a better man. I'll put a couple hundred
8: pounds on that. I think. I think you should bet on this one. I ain't gonna lie. I won't yeah. lie to you. I think you should definitely be bet on it. Good
9: stuff. Well, there you go. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put an inside. Some inside knowledge there. And um, November 7th, it's in Florida, your fight. And I know Florida is one of them states that's open a little bit more than other states in the US. Is there going to be fans at this one?
8: I'm not sure. I've been hearing like they're starting to bring back fans. Like for Tio Fimo fight, he's been telling me that they bring bringing back fans. He was even giving me, he was even going to give me some tickets to go to his fight. So um, hopefully it is fans there though. I know it's going to be fans at Javante fight versus Leo. So hopefully.
9: Fingers crossed. I mean, there's a good fight as well on top of the bill. is Devin Haney and, and Gamboa. Like yeah, Gamboa, man, he's he's, he's he's a good fighter. But you know, is it, this this is the right time for for Devin to get somebody like Gamboa, isn't it?
8: Yeah, was definitely. I feel like this is a good a good step up fight for uh, Devin. He fighting a vet who uh, was he an Olympian?
9: I think so. Yeah, I think, oh,
8: yeah. think Gamboa is an Olympian. Uh, he been in there with some great dudes world champion before. So he, he definitely going to uh, get pushed this fight, I feel like.
9: Let's talk about you mentioned Teofimo Lopez. Uh, he's fighting Lomachenko now. I seen you put a post up that you were in camp with Teofimo. You were sparring Teofimo. Yeah. First off, uh-huh. I mean, what were them spars like between you and, and Teo?
8: It was great work with Teofimo. Uh, he real, he, he, he actually can box uh, a little more better than what people like expect or like what they know because he just knock a lot of guys out. But he actually can box a little more better than what a lot of people think. But um Tiafimo, he a great fighter and come what is he fighting? Uh October seventeenth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, October come October seventeenth, I feel like uh he's gonna be ready for Loma. And I'm going with the younger man, man, I'm going with Tiafimo. That's my boy. And what another thing another thing that people don't know about Tiafimo Lopez is he a real humble dude like like, he real cool, like, in person, like, me and i talking to him, things like that, he real, real uh, down-to-earth dude, so. Well, I, I
9: met Teo for the first time out in Vegas uh, for Wilder Fury 2. And, uh, my, yeah, I, I, he's, he's very humble, very down-to-earth, man. He gives you your time. He's always smiling. You know, he never, never <laughs> refused me for an interview. So, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about with Teo. Yeah. You said you're going with a younger man and he can box. Are we going to see – I mean, we know, all know how good Lomachenko is. But, yeah.
8: how does Teofimo win this fight then? I think uh, Teofimo just got to be um, real smart in there. Um, don't overthink too much. Um, don't really believe into that, the hype. Don't fall into the hype of Loma. Just go in there and, and be Teofimo. Do what he do best and uh, be himself. And that I feel like that's how he going to get the W. You know, he's younger. Uh, he He got more, I feel like he got more hunger. So yeah, I'm going with Tio Fimo.
9: I mean, it's a tough ask. You're probably a select few that might be going for Tio Fimo against somebody like Lomachenko. I mean, obviously, we everyone knows his amateur record, the Olympic medals, the world champions. Yeah. That after only three, four fights, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you you might be in the minority here, but you've been in camp with Tio, so you've seen firsthand how good this guy is. So yeah. I want to go back to the spawn. How well did you do in the spar against a world champion like Leo, who's obviously heavier than you and bigger than you as well.
8: Yeah. I mean, me, I'm always gonna do good with anybody I get in there <laughs> with. So he ain't even got like I don't wanna give up too much what was going on in the sparring, but it was good work for sure. Uh, I definitely can hang with anybody. Like he it wasn't like no, I was just a, a regular sparring partner. I came there to work like and he got, I got my respect from him, and his, his whole team and everything. Like Good reports, The manager, uh, his manager came up to me saying, he a lot of good things about me during the camp and everything. So it was definitely good good now.
9: You think you're stamping your name in the boxing game now, in the professional ranks? You think you're finally... I know when we first spoke, like, you were sort of frustrated that you couldn't get the, the stoppages. You were frustrated that you're not getting the bigger names. You seemed like you were anxious to get the big fights and become, like, a champion, like, right now. Do you feel yeah. like now you're starting to progress and you can see that sort of progression now in the professional ranks? Yeah.
8: Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that, um, and I feel like my promoters, they st- like they starting to understand it now too. Like that's why they're giving me this fight. I feel like they think this is gonna be a tough fight. I think it's gonna be an easy fight, but it's gonna show. It's gonna show who Ray Savage is. Like it's gonna bring out the best of me. So um, they definitely, it's like a good step up fight, and this is just a a fight to get me closer to where I want to be. After this fight, I've actually been looking for some undefeated fight, fighters this fight. Um, they sent me, like, three names. No, no, no. They sent me one name, and uh, I don't know if they took it or not. I, I guess not because we're not fighting. But um, I said yes to that person, and I was trying to fight Sean. You know, he Shawn didn't sign the contract.
9: Before,
8: yeah. yeah, he didn't sign the contract. And uh, it was some other dude calling me out who was – I guess he's 7-0 or something like that. And I, after I felt I figured out that I wasn't fighting them two guys, I sent um the dude that who called me out, I sent them the match from to see if we can make the fight with him. And I guess he didn't take it either. So let leave me with uh, Angel Luna. They sent me that name. I'm like, come on, yeah, let's go.
9: But, obviously, you again, you're seven and all all going well on November
4: seventh. Actually, yeah, seven.
9: Yeah. Well if you, when 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 you win on November seventh, let's say, um, you think that the next fight will be against an undefeated opponent, is that what you're hoping? Somebody, maybe a Sean Garcia because you've been that fight's been brewing for a, a couple of months now.
8: He not gonna want to fight me. No, I'm not even like he's just a dude who just want to keep talking on the internet and keep trying to like go back and forth and make it seem like we are gonna fight, but deep down inside, he really don't want to fight me. And like I honestly thought that we was going to fight come November, but even my coaches and stuff, they was like he not going to take that fight. Like you getting all hyped up just so he don't take that fight. And but I was like I already had him down for like taking a fight. I really thought he was going to fight this month, but uh, I mean uh, in November. But I really don't think he's going to fight me. Like I think he just all tough. So hopefully after this fight we can get it on. But I don't know. I DM'd him and everything. He said uh, after his little tune-up fight. It's going to be me at home, so hopefully he's just all tough.
9: Well, fingers crossed, man. Like I said, every time I mention Angelo Luna on November 7th, man, you've got a smile on your face. You So you seem like you're very, very excited for this fight. And everyone says that a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter. Is that how you feel? Yeah. You feel dangerous right now?
8: <laughs> I feel very dangerous. This is, I feel very dangerous. But I just got out of the gym doing uh, strength and conditioning. I feel good. I feel strong. Uh, sparring with Tia Fimo. I feel great after uh doing the camp with him, so I'm just ready to finish this camp out strong and then go ahead of my business on uh, November 7th and hopefully get right back in the mix like right back.
9: Well, fingers, I have no doubt I'll be watching November 7th, so don't worry about that. Um, and i and you promised me a knockout, so uh,
8: yeah.
9: I'm gonna put that bet on, man.
8: I'm trying to tell you, like. He's going to come in there, he's going to be a little tough, but I don't think he's going to be able to take punishment for, for so long because he tried to get in there and break dudes down with but just applying a lot of pressure, applying a lot of pressure. But the shots he's going to run into is like, I don't know if he's going to be taking older now. He got a couple losses. I don't know if he's going to be able to take it. He been, again,
9: again, it'll be a statement for you if you do knock him out or stop him. Say it again. I said, it'll be a statement for you if you do end up stopping him.
8: Yeah, for sure. Because Tevi didn't stop him. Uh, Khan didn't stop him. I was just in camp with Tuka Khan too. Like, he, I mean, Tokukon a fan out there. Like, he was, like, he was showing mad love. Like, I'm real, real cool with Tokukon. He, uh when, once I found out that I was fighting him, I'm like, yo, guess who I'm fighting? And I told him that I'm fighting the same dude that he fought. He, like, oh, you're going to kill him. Like, he said, you gonna you going to, you really going to kill him. Like, you're nice. Like, but. We're going to see.
9: Definitely. I can't wait, bro. I'm, I'm really excited, Ray, man. Devin against Gamboa as well on the card. You've got Nushat Matty as well on the card. So it's a definitely a young American fighters coming through for us UK fans to start appreciating. But finally, Raymond, before I let you go, Ray, give the fans one final word while they should tune in November 7th.
8: Y'all should tune in November 7th because it's a great card for one. Uh, you got Devin Heaney versus Gamboa Um Then of course you got me on there. I'm about to get on there and make a statement against a tough opponent. Um, This is the the type of fight that I've been asking for and it's finally coming. So now I get to showcase my skills and uh, it's going to be a night to remember for sure. Most definitely. And yeah, that's all I really got to say. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ray Savage 856 and uh, yeah. Tune in.
9: Tune in, definitely. And I'll, I'll second that because I've been watching you fight from your debut up until to now. And I, I second that. You, you're definitely one, that, one to watch for anyone that hasn't seen you fight yet. So, um, yeah. yeah, I second everything you're saying, brother Raymond, Ray, as always, thank you for doing this for IFL TV. Good luck November 7th. And hopefully we get a catch-up after the fight.
8: Thank you. And I appreciate you for always uh, showing love and, and doing interviews with me.
9: Anytime, brother, anytime. Hopefully, I'll be stateside soon and we can have a face-to-face. Stick in, Ray. See you soon, brother. See you, brother.
1: Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.
10: Ernie Flexon for Seconds Out. Delighted to be joined by Hall of Fame promoter, Frank Warren. And Frank, the big news, of course, is that Daniel Dubois against uh, Joe Joyce has a new date. And more, more importantly for the fans, literally for the fans, I believe that was the, the tagline on the press release, it's going to be free for BT Sports subscribers. No extra fee, no pay-per-view. What caused you to arrive at that decision?
11: Uh... The virus, (laughs) the fact that we can't have a live gate. Um, We obviously lost uh, substantial revenue from the O2 because it was nigh on sold out. So we lost that revenue. Um, And in fact, there's another three pay-per-view shows going on within the course of roughly three weeks. So adding one to it, would we do well? I think we would because we had a good fight. But we do as well as we should have done I don't think we would because there are too many. So we had to think about the fans and hitting their pockets. And we decided that uh, between us all, that's BT, um, us, Queensbury, and uh, obviously the most important two people, the fighters, that this is the way we would go. Um, We could have postponed the fight again, put it back to next year. I think everybody would, would have been quite understanding about that. But they insisted they wanted the fight. They feel for them. Both of them feel they're going to win the fight. They're both very confident. They know that um, they I think both of them are actually thinking about the long game as well. That the winner comes through this, it's going to set, set myself up big time next year for some big, some b- even bigger fights. So we um, we made a decision, and we felt between all of us, you know, it's it's for the fans, and that's where we are. It's my 40th anniversary on the first of December as a promoter. So 28 is three days before. So. There's a present for the fans from us and we'll be doing another show on the 5th of December at the uh, Royal Albert Hall, which we'll be announcing as well next week. So it's a busy seven-day period Um, and, you know, we're doing the best we can in the environment to deliver and make sure that the fans get some enjoyment.
10: What a lot of people people will want to know, whether it's their business or not, is... How have you managed to make this happen financially? So, who's taken the haircut, I guess is the question.
11: Everybody. Everybody, except for the fans.
10: Well, that's good. So, both fighters, yourself, BT Sport, have all kind of chipped in to make this happen?
11: Make it happen, yeah. We made it happen. And uh, it is what it is. We're in this environment, and we made a decision, and between us and I, and I think it's the right decision to have made at, the, at this particular moment at this moment. I think' it's the best, I think it was the best decision to be made for that particular fight. It's just an
10: interesting thing because we've seen some criticism recently um, of Matt Troom's relationship with Sky in a similar vein, particularly from Bob Aram this week saying that um, certain money is not being made available in his view from the broadcaster to the promoter to enable fights to happen without pay-per-view. In that sense, are you kind of grateful to BT that they've helped you to make this available without the extra fee?
11: Well, we've all had to, we've all had to contribute to make it happen. And of course, I'm grateful to BT. You know, they're our long-term broadcast partners. But you know, we've 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 done very few pay-per-view fights on BT, whereas as you know on Sky, it's a regular occurrence. I mean, uh, they do a, a, a tremendous amount of pay-per-view, but. You understand the reason they do pay per view so they don't have to dip into their pockets. They're dipping into the fans' pockets. That's how it works. Some fights have to have pay per view, it's the only way they can work. I mean, there's no way really you could put Anthony, Joshua, and Pulev on subscription TV. It's a pay per view fight, and everybody would understand that.
10: So oh, I understand that. So, from your point of view, uh, you can't speak for the fighters or BT, but you personally, you're happy to. Take less money, or even lose money potentially, on the show to make this happen for the fans and for the fighters.
11: I'm happy for the fans. I'm not happy to be losing money. No, I'm not going to be a liar and
10: saying different. You're
11: but to- we had to make. But you know, but but, but damn, we had to we had to make a decision. You'd sometimes, you know, you make decisions and you do it. You, you know, I'm very conscious of the the situation the world's in at the moment. I'm very conscious how tough it is for people. I'm very conscious that people are losing their jobs and they are losing their jobs. And as I keep saying so from you know, from day one, when we started doing these shows under these conditions, we've got to keep the sport relevant. And this to me is a fight that will probably the biggest fight going out free to air to keep it relevant for what's involved. You've already set the two biggest
10: audiences on subscription TV for boxing since the lockdown finished. And, you know, I say finish. There might be further restrictions in future, but we hope not. Do you expect this to break that record and, and by some distance?
11: What what viewing figures? Yeah. Well, look, I don't know. How you, I, look, I, I make it. I make no no bones about it. I mean, we've had the highest viewing figures since lockdown, and we had the highest figures last year, according to Bob. Yeah. Um, I don't rely on Barb. I'm also not going to start saying, oh, great, look at the Barb ratings. This is how we done. Oh, I know our shows have been well-received because obviously we got the commitment from BT and they wouldn't be doing that unless they felt we were delivering. Um, the Barb ratings, for me, are an antiquated uh, system that was brought into being uh, basically in the days of ITV and BBC and, and determining what sort of ratings that ITV were getting for their advertisers. But we're talking about subscription so CV and so forth now which is different and remember we've done we've got the highest ratings none of our shows have gone free to air sky have been putting their shows out on on their uh, free to air channel as well so we've done extremely well sky that's what it's called yeah sky sports mix so we've done extremely well and i'm i'm delighted for what we you know what we've done and what we've achieved um, we put, put the first men's world title fight on you know, with, with Josh Taylor a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you know, great. Again, you know, we, we've, we've not been shy about what we're doing. It's about keeping the sport relevant. But there obviously we're gonna, there's going to come a time because I, I don't think this this, this situation is going to change for a long, long time. I really don't. I see this going on March, maybe even longer until they find a vaccine or a way of letting, letting a substantial amount of fans back into venues. So you've got to live with it. You've got to work around it. And as I say, some fights, you know, for example, Tyson, Deontay Wilder, would have been a pay-per-view fight, the same as Joshua and Pulev. Some of the other fights I don't think are. I mean, you know, for me, Derek Chizora and Uzik, you know, is what it is. Um, decent fight, but, you know, people have other views on it. And getting back to the initial question, you would
10: expect Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce to set a new bar for those viewing figures, whether you kind of agree with Barb or not?
11: Yeah, I think it will. At least I hope it will. Um, you know, the name of game, I mean, wh- whatever happens, the winner of the fight will benefit from it. He'll go to a wide audience. He'll be seen. Everyone will know who he is, and that'll set him up next year. And you know, and this is what I was pleased with both the guys. They they they, they see the benefit of that, and they see that the winner and and the loser. You know, if it's a really good close fight, who knows. To come, you know, to, to, to the public get to see him. They, they can see, you know, the, the uh, you know, the the new new kid on the block, whoever it's going to be at the pair of them, You know, the, the guy going into twenty twenty is going to be the standard barrier for the next wave of British heavyweights.
10: And who was the hardest person to convince, and why was it Sam Jones?
11: <laughs> no, everybody. I've got to be honest. Everybody was very. Everybody, everybody was very pragmatic. Have, because we have to be. You know, it's not like it is what it is. This, this is this, this is your source of income. This is where the money's coming from. So you want the fight. This is how we. This is how we're going to make it work between us. And that's what we managed to do. And you talked about your show
10: on December the fifth to celebrate your anniversary in the sport. Um, is it likely to be topped by Anthony Yard, Lyndon Arthur, or have you got something else up your sleeve?
11: That that we, 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 that will be is one of the, that that is the fight that that fight will definitely I hope I well, say definitely will be on the card, and we'll have that over the line this week. Um, Lyndon's all done and everything. I've got I've not had a, for some reason we uh, and Anthony myself have not had a chance to sit down properly, We've had some discussions, but we resolved that this week.
10: Great stuff. And how much does that mean to you personally? A show to mark the time you've spent in the sport.
11: Well, they're both marking it. They're all within a week of it. That, that week was the 1st of December. So we got the, you know, we have got um, we got the big the big sort of heavyweight fight that everybody's been waiting for, all of us, including myself. And uh, we, so we got that on. We've got, you know, Daniel and Joe in there. And the following week, you know, uh, you know how, how highly I rate um, Anthony Yard and Lyndon Arthur is, a, you know, he's done everything that's been asked for him. That's a, that's a cracker of a fight too. A really good fight. And we'll be adding some fights to the card. So um, I'm, I'm really pleased with it. We've got some good young fighters. I mean, Anthony, I, I was watching Joe Buazzi, um on Sunday. I don't know if you see the fight. I was okay. watching it. And uh, I'm very, very, I'm very, you know, the more I see of it, the more I, more I fancy our man to beat him when it comes off. We hear the rematch
10: between Denzel Bentley and Mark Heffron could be quite close to getting over the line as well. Is that accurate?
11: That's done.
10: Oh, that's done. When's it going to be? That fight's
11: done. Yep. Yeah. We announced that on Monday, but it's 100% done.
10: Great news. And there was a lot of talk, obviously, about you and Eddie Hearn sitting down. You're probably sick of hearing about it now, but it was delayed further by his uh, dalliance with COVID-19. Unfortunately, we wish him well, obviously. Um, is that still likely to happen sometime soon?
11: Yeah, he sent a note saying once he, he's you know he's well, and I'm not going to meet him until he's well. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> stay positive. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm really you know I'm you know we're going to get the meeting. And I think I think I, I, I think I certainly like to do it. I mean, it's become a bit of a you know boring scratch record now, hasn't it? But you know it happened. I'm quite sure. I think he wants it, and. Uh, Let's just do it. it, As much as this is really horrible, what's going on in the world, and horrible for boxing and for the fighters, for all concerned, we got. You know, there are some there are some exciting fights that can be made, and if we're all creative between ourselves, we can make them happen, and do what we what we you know what we're all about, which is for the fans.
10: Now, before we let you go, talking about things we do for the fans, a big fan favorite is obviously the big man, the world heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury. And you've said before that he wants to be out this year, regardless of whether the Wilder third fight gets agreed for 2020 or not. What's the latest on that? And could we see him in action before the end of the year?
11: I I very much doubt. It's looking very unlikely that the Wilder fight will happen this year. Um, Tyson wants the fight. He's made it very, very clear. And we're all working hard to see what we can do to make that happen, whether it's you know, Deontay Wilder or somebody else. He wants to get out. You know, come, you know, end of no- November, December, it's, what it what it be? It'll be it's nearly 10 months out of the ring. And what was so good for Tyson and what what was, you know, changed for him, not just as a, obviously becoming world champion and so forth, but so good for his, his you know, his mental health and his welfare was being busy. And what he's managed to do, I think it's tremendous, to be in, the, you know, to be training constantly and working hard you know he's committed and dedicated and you know he, he wants to get in 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 the ring and 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 work and perform like he does so uh, we're all working hard everybody in, involved in 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 his his career um are all working to make sure or try and make sure that happens
10: and fury's now an established pay-per-view fighter on both sides of the atlantic so if he is out this year and it's not Wilder, what sort of level of opponent would be acceptable as a as a pay-per-view a headline opponent?
11: Look, it's who's ever who's ever who's ever around who you can get who's in training. You know that's really what's what country they're coming from. <laughs> and if we can do this, I mean we're you know we're in a, we're in a really difficult scenario situation at the moment. Um, it, it, it's not easy. I mean, we're struggling. We've struggled sometimes to find opponents for, you know, six rounders. And I'm being very honest about that. You know, not, not every fighter is be, has managed or can be in the gym training because their, their options have been limited. So sometimes it's been difficult. So, you know, we've got, to first of all, establish what the position is going to be as far as Tyson and how, what we can do and then work on what, what, what the fight will be. What the objective is, is to get to the objective is to get to next year to get again to give the fight that the fans all want to see, which is him and AJ. And you've
10: got a big show on Saturday night on BT Sport as well, headlined by Liam Williams against Andrew Robinson. Should Williams come through that, and he's a big favourite to do so, how far are we from him against Andre for that world title?
11: We'll have a very short negotiation period. If we can't agree terms, it'll go to Purse Pits that will happen. And he wants it. And what I don't want to happen, I mean, the border control have called for this fight on Saturday. It's a mandatory defence and, you know, (laughs) I I want it to be a potential banana skin for him. Um, But he's got to come through it, come through it in style. And if he does that, he needs, he needs now the challenge to be in, in a big fight. He needs it. He needs, he needs to fight an Andrade. And he showed to me in his last fight that, He's in that company. I mean, I know he's fought for a world title twice like middleweight, but he's looking—he's looking so comfortable at middleweight. And his last win, I thought, was a tremendous performance. You know, for the guy who was ranked number one, who had Andrade on the floor in a fight. He was ranked number one, and he just done an absolute job on him. And uh, but for the virus, I think he'd have fought Andrade by now. And I—and I genuinely think he would have beaten him.
10: Great stuff, well, Frank. Really appreciate your time. I know you've got other people to speak to. You're a very popular man at the moment. Not just at the moment, all the time. That's not.
11: What <laughs> my, that's not what my listen. That's not what my wife says.
10: <laughs> She's just glad to keep you away doing these interviews. I think.
11: Just get him uh, out of the way. Yeah, put him in the shade.
10: <laughs> not at all, mate. Great stuff. <laughs> uh, speak to you soon. Look after yourself. And you. Take Cheers, Ben. Thanks, mate. See you. Soon.
11: See you. Bye, mate. Yes.
0: So it's official, Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce is set for November 28th, and the great news is they've taken it off pay-per-view. And Bob Arum has been ranting and raving about Sky's pay-per-views, and I'll get onto that in a different video. But for now, I'm going to give you some quotes from Frank Warren. He said, quote, This is about keeping boxing alive and relevant at a tough time and doing something for the fans. And we have moved heaven and earth to put this on as a bt sports subscription fight night instead with boxing still being behind closed doors and struggling uh, back to its feet post lockdown i wanted to give something of a gift to british boxing fans dubois versus joyce is the best fight on the british boxing calendar and i want this to be something as many people as possible can enjoy it's a bonus that uh, the added exposure gained from the fight will really help the boxers as they move forward with their careers above all this is about making sure that the fans are looked after and this fight will be available to BT Sport subscribers Queensbury and BT Sport are looking forward to delivering a huge night of boxing so let's make sure the uh, the eyes of the country and the world are on British Boxing come November 28th I owe a huge debt of gratitude to BT Sport for being willing to make this happen I sound like a broken record I'm sure but sometimes you've got to put the sport and the fans first. Queensbury gets that and BT Sport gets that for the fans. It's what it's all about." End quote, This can only be a good thing. As Frank Warren said, it's great exposure for both fighters and the fight is on. As far as Frank Warren's sentiments, he's doing it all for the fans and what have you. <laughs> Do I buy that? Absolutely not. If he really cared that much about the fans in the first place, then why put it on pay-per-view originally? You know, he's acting like, oh yeah, we need to give back to the fans in these tough times. Um, Right now, pay-per-view is not as viable as it was before these tough times. So if pay-per-view was still viable now, then I'm sure Frank Warren will be doing it. But Joel Joyce and Daniel Dubois are simply not proven ticket sellers or pay-per-view sellers. Neither one of them has been on pay-per-view. So, as far as I can tell, this is a decision by BT, and I I guess Frank Warren must have had something to do with it, whereby their BT, uh, that is, are shelling out the purse fees for both these fighters. (laughs) You see, that's the other model. You either have a television company shell out the rights fees, okay, or the purse fees, or you go pay-per-view where... The television company doesn't put out as much money and you're really banking on what pay-per-view sales are going to be in terms of paying the fighters and it became pretty apparent that frank warren didn't believe with the restrictions it would be possible to pay the fighters what they want to get and that's the reason that he's looked for an alternative to pay-per-view you know he was looking to push it back maybe to next year he said he would if they couldn't get fans in the arena But, you know, that has now been replaced by this, which is much better for all of us, irrespective of Frank Warren's dubious claims about his motivation for doing what he's done here. It's still a good thing for us. And it's a good thing for the fighters. Rather than being locked behind the paywall, they get the maximum exposure on BT Sport. I think it's great. So let me know what you think about this in the comments below. It's set for November 28th. Looks like it's going to be a good winter for boxing. Who's going to win this one? Will it be Joe Joyce or Daniel Dubois?